Bad snap. Bobble oh, scoops oh. up. Here come the Spartans. Touchdown, MSU. From WDBM East Lansing, you're listening to the Green and White Report, a production from Impact Sports. This is your source for sports news, debates, and more for Michigan State, Detroit, and the rest of the sports world. Happy hangover, East Lansing. Trent in now. Trent Valley, Ryan Collins, producer Henry Menendez, back at the Green and White Report. How are we doing today, boys? Doing well. Doing well. Glad to be here. Glad to be talking to you guys on a Saturday morning, airing on a Sunday morning. We are one week away from Spartan football. That feels incredible. It feels like fall, finally. Yes, and, it does. and it might just be a little chill in the air, the little nip outside, but... I cannot wait for not Saturday. Cannot wait. Yeah, especially, I mean, because the game is being played here in East Lansing. But, the, you yeah, know, it's a, I don't, weird. I don't. it's a little weird. I'm not sure how much that's going to affect the vibe around here. I don't know if it's like. I bet that, I mean, there's no, like, tailgating and stuff on campus. I don't know what they legally can do if people are, like, tailgating at their houses or stuff like that. So that would be interesting to see. The city of East Lansing, I'm pretty sure it'll be really strict, but the vibe will definitely be off. And and I'm curious to see what it is. Like, I I, I don't know. Well, it's funny too, because as college students, we probably won't notice a huge difference because we're still going to be like, you know, in our inner circles and buddies and stuff. But yeah, we're not on campus with our families and eating good food and all that kind of stuff. It's that that's the big difference right there. I, I think you're gonna see all the bars as path. Yeah, and probably. I, I, for what their capacity is. That, I, I, I guess know. they can allow. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll from when people were watching the game, people just want to go there. So I don't know. Sure. But I, I'm I'm pumped. Feels great. It's like 45 degrees, 50 degrees. Trent's got the sweater on. Hank's got the hair down. We're ready to roll this morning. <laughs> Dorina White report. Hair down, Hank. Wasn't that hair up, Hank, last week? It was. And now he's, he's got a little goatee action going too. <laughs> yeah, Hank, you look like a stud today. You look great. I appreciate it, boys. This is Hank, great radio, by the way. Yeah, this is great radio. <laughs> Hank told me this morning, like right before the show and right before you got into Zoom, Trent, that uh, he cleaned his apartment for the first time in three months. I, oh. I, I, and I'm not. Well, hey, wait. Sure. I'm not. I'm not chirping you, Hank. I'm saying when you, as a college student, when you clean your apartment slash house. Nothing makes you feel better than after that. You like for some reason, even though it's not that big of a chore, you think you just like you should win the Nobel Peace Prize if you cleaned your apartment. <laughs> yeah. If you vacuum and all that good stuff. Yeah, and then you like you see your like other roommates, you're like, see what I did? See what yeah. I did? Yeah, you're like, hey, carry your weight. Pick yeah, up the pick flag, it up. fellas. Pick it up. Yeah, pick it up. Look what I just did. And, and like I told Collins, I mean, you just feel like an adult. Like, you know what? I'm I'm just I got my life together. My, my apartment's clean. My mom listens to this podcast, so she's probably just, like, about to call me and help <laughs> me or something. But... Very oh, nice. apartment looks good. You're not in a dark room like you usually are every week. So I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, like... you look like you're up and at them, Hank. Yeah, I, got the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually awake on this Saturday morning. <laughs> there we go. Love it. Love it. A lot of energy this morning. But the thing, I woke up this morning – it's kind of funny. This makes me, this is this like trouble with the snaps five years old. And it, I love when they like do that on this day. Then that made me feel kind of old 
I think I was a se- uh, a senior in high school when it happened. Then you were a junior, no, I believe. Junior I in high school. Yeah. Junior in high school. Great day. What Trent? What were you doing while watching that? I was at my house in my basement with my buddies because what we did was we were at a restaurant, like a bar, sports bar restaurant, for the first half. And at halftime, you know, we all we were sophomores, so a couple of us had our licenses and a couple of us didn't. So we all we like caravan back to my back to my house. And we watched it in my basement. And when it happened, my brother Brock was upstairs watching it, which is a little bit ahead. That TV is a little bit ahead, like like a like a second. So he started screaming, but like we already were we were already saying like we're being slappy Michigan State fans, right? We're like, dude, he's gonna bad snap, or like you know we're gonna block the punt or something. We were like, we got a chance, or we're running it back, or we still got Connor Cook. Like all that was in our head, you know. And it was just. It just happened. It was crazy. You know, all hugging each other, 16-year-old kids. It was great. Yeah. Where were you? Uh, what were you doing? Me and my dad watched the game together, and Flaccid Collins fashion, we're just screaming at each other the whole game. So, yeah. at the end of the game, I go downstairs because I'm like, oh, it's over. I, I, I can't scream with my dad any longer. My grandma was there. She was chiming in, making jokes, trying to piss us off. Like <laughs> she would do. That's Shout awesome. out, Grandma. Love you. But – and then it happened. And then I ran upstairs. Me and my dad are hugging. I rip open the door. I run up my like driveway. I was fired up. I mean, that I would say this. I, as a Michigan State fan, I think people argue that's like the best like Michigan State football moment. I would disagree with that. I, I would say through the years, I would probably say Ohio State in 2013 or uh, Iowa maybe or even the Rose Bowl or maybe Ohio State. Notre Dame, the, the – that was too early on in the season, maybe. Maybe Wisconsin. Like, I think Michigan, the, like, trouble with the snap is a top five, like, D'Antonio moment. But, like, it was kind of weird. You're like, I can't – you didn't feel like you were in real life when it happened. Yeah. Well, I agree with that because there's also the element of – granted, this is sports and a win is a win. But there was the element of, like, we did not deserve to win that. We just got a little eh, – I, I, I mean, I'll that push. was there for me, at least. I was still yeah. celebrating and happy, and I was rubbing it in all my U of M friend fans faces but it's just like there was still a little bit of like eh, okay all right i need to tone it down here yeah i mean what's it called that was nothing better though that was kind of the best thing like about going to like high school elementary school when michigan state won you just kind of you're like hey guys say you say hi to all your michigan fans wave just knowing the back of their mind they're just crushed it was unbelievable yeah. Yeah, and we feeling. had a pretty good run there at our age when we were yes. younger. Awesome. Dude, I, I wanted to say that Mark Antonio was just so good. Yeah. And, and I, like, the last, say, three years haven't been great. It weren't great for him, but st- guys still should have a statue in front of the stadium. I guys agree. Still you, have can't, a statue. you can't understate. You, you, it, it's not fair to understate what Mark Antonio did. Yes. But, Based on recency bias. But here we are with Lem Tucker, fired up, 2020 season, Mel one Tucker. week away. Did you say Mel? What did you say? Did I say Lem Tucker? Yeah, I was like, what? Okay, sorry, right. that's Lem a different Tucker. guy. Different guy. Mel Tucker. Mel, M-E-L. Okay. You just spelled it backwards. You flipped it. Yeah, trust me, Lem Tucker's a guy. I'll explain it sometime. It's a different guy. What? That's a name? Lem, Lem Tucker is like a CMU guy. Fire up chips. There you yeah, go. Yeah, fire up. There we go. But, Hank, since you're up in Adam, we'll start off with you this week. What made you mad? I, I got, I just got a simple one. I know Trent's fired up about something, so I'll make it quick. But uh, weather's getting colder. That means less golf, man. It's, it's hurting a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> a pretty good one. That's, that's pretty not, good. It's that's not bad. I was, there, I was out there yesterday. I was on like the third, by the way. Yeah. Anyways, I was like the third tee box. I'm like, man, it's pretty, I don't know if I should be doing this right now. It's pretty cold out. <laughs> no, no, Hank, I love that answer because I can tell you genuinely mean that. Like you're very yeah. disappointed that it's cold. Like, it's too cold to golf now. Well, and here's well, the thing. We're, we're all too we're cold. Zoom University. We're Zoom University. What, what are we going to do? What do we do to go outside anymore? I don't know, dude. There, that That's like the one uncertainty about like the winter and stuff. Like this COVID like pandemic started when it was a little chilly, but like you could go outside. Like basically yeah. during the whole time you're able to go outside and like work out or do something. Once it gets to like 10 degrees, I actually don't know what I'm going to do. I might have that's to get a gym a membership. Good- that's I might have to get a gym point. membership. I can't believe that's that's like a great point. I've never thought about that because as long as this pandemic has felt, it hasn't quite been a year. So it's like, yeah, it was spring when it happened. You've been able to go outside and stuff. And now it's finally about to get very, very, very cold. So who knows what's going to happen now? Yeah, I don't know. It sucks. But what's it called? Hank, how were you, how'd you play yesterday? I was playing good. I was uh, two birdies and two bogeys. So, I mean, that's, that's not bad. Did you shoot a 36? No, it's like a it's like a par thirty three course that's like up over here by Chandler. Okay. So it's not like anything crazy, but saw a coyote on the fairway. That was pretty cool. Okay, uh, listen. Uh, I saw that of, on your Snapchat. Speaking yeah. of coyote, my roommates and I had an argument. If I get in a bare knuckle brawl with a coyote, they think I could win. I completely disagree. No, you could take it. It's a wild animal, so I would say uh, those wild animal like- are so fast. I know, and, so and very and ferocious, and claws and teeth. Even I, if they're they, not big, Trent completely yeah. agree with you. No, I, I don't think I could beat one. I don't think you could. I don't think hey, I. Listen, listen, I think both of you could take a coyote. I'm not gonna lie to you. Don't flatter me, Hank. Don't flatter me. If you, I was six eight to sixty, I think I could, but I'm not. So. <laughs> coyotes are like thirty pounds. That too. But they're but. like other dogs bigger than coyotes, man. I guess. I mean, whatever. All right. Well, I've never seen one up close, so there's that. There's okay. that on that. No, uh, I, no one made me mad this week, guys. Take it. What made you mad, Collins? Uh, I just don't understand how Michigan State has not come out with a depth chart for the football team yet. I was just looking for one like a day ago. And, I'm and like, I, I like this new regime. I mean, D'Antonio is kind of like this, too. I mean, they were when they would release their first depth chart, they would have like six guys starting like at one position because like, it's still a competition. But it's like a week out. I would kind of like to know who's starting at quarterback. Yeah, me too. I mean, I was going to say quarterback's got to be the biggest one, the biggest question mark. It is the biggest question mark. That's well, it, it would be so funny, though. It's just like week one, everyone's expecting Rocky. It's just like, nope, Noah Kim, true freshman, <laughs> coming in, starting. That would be wild against Rutgers. I don't know why. It does I don't, I'm not like mad at Tucker or like anyone in the program, but I'm like, can we figure it out, guys? I would like to know what's going on. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yes. Okay. We're going to talk a lot of Mission State, a little Mission State preview this week. So a- after Trent goes on his little tyrant, we'll get more into Mission State football. Yeah. Well, look, I don't, I don't want to take too long here. I- I'll be quick. But I was really having a great week, all right? And I was like, decide, I, I was thinking about this yesterday. What am I going to say for what made me mad? Because it's been a great week. It's on my way back to Michigan State from, from Granville, my hometown. Go dogs. I'm about 10 minutes out. I'm, I'm about to hit my exit to, to, you know, from 96 to 69. And then I'm going to just drift on into East Lansing, okay? 
and I hit a deer on the highway going about 75. Oh my God. And it oh sends my, my car spinning. My car spins into a ditch and my car is totaled. And I am sitting in the car, totally fine, not a scratch on me. And I am just in a ditch by myself in the car and I didn't know what to do. So long story short, I called, you know, the, the roadside assistance with my insurance and they told me to call 911. So I did. And the sheriff gave me a ride to a gas station. I Ubered from there to Skyview and my roommate let me in and life is good. But yeah, a little bit of a when stressful did that happen? situation. When did this happen? Last night, like 12 hours ago. Oh my God, TV. <laughs> yeah. Are you all right? A little bit of a stressful situation. But Trump, you, I, you have me scared. You have me scared oh, right now. Okay, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was by myself, and I was totally fine. But my car spun. Yeah, it spun like three times because I went. I, I hit the deer like the corner of the car. So, you know, I like set my car spinning, if that makes sense. Like You hit a deer on the highway? Yeah. Were there, were there other cars there? around? Were you, were you alone on the highway or what? Like, did you almost run okay. into somebody else? So this is, this is a little graphic. I don't want to talk about it because it's gross for, for radio, but I, I hit it. Right. And then I, I just assumed it died, but there was a semi truck behind me uh. and he, he stopped cause he wanted to make sure I was all right. Cause he saw my car go into the, you know, into the ditch. But then I asked him what happened. He said, if I didn't take care of it, then he did. So I think, you know, yeah. Yeah. Read between the go. lines, but I'm all good. I'm good. My parents are coming today to bring me a vehicle to use for the time being. And I'm going to search for a new car. I guess oh my that, God. that sucks. Yeah. Oh, Especially because I my car. What? That might be the most legitimate what made you mad we've ever had on this podcast. Well, I think that's not even a what made you mad. That I, Yeah, that made you mad. You having to get a new car makes yeah. you mad. I don't well, even know how to describe <laughs> it, though. Totally. Yeah. I've totaled the car before, Trent, so. But I didn't, I didn't hit a deer. I spun out in a dirt road and hit a tree, so. <laughs> that's no, not funny we can laugh about it now but, yeah you know, it's oh. it's all fun and games oh, now good. but in the moment maybe not as funny yes. maybe not as funny to my dad too didn't get right. to drive and a car I... for a long time after that tell you that but uh yeah dude thank god you're all right oh my yeah seriously I mean, that, yeah thank thank god i called i called my family you know like i was just like letting them know what was happening and my brother miles was like because one of the first things i said Cause I had a little time to process it. So I was like, yeah. good. one of the first things that I said though, to him was like, Oh, I'm so mad about my car. I love my car. And my, Miles is like, dude, just Lucky be thankful alive. you're alive. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, all right. All right. Whatever. Uh, so that's that on that. There we go. Pretty good. Opening try, try, I'm in shock right now. I'm in complete shock. Well, first of all, me too. For, me too. I'm only about 12 yeah. hours after this whole ordeal. I'm going to go, you know, to my car today get everything i need out of it before it goes and croaks i think is it like still on the highway no i got towed away do you have so you gotta get all your jay-z and beyonce cds out of there exactly you nailed it that's pretty much the only thing (laughs) pretty much the only thing i didn't get out of there last night because i didn't have enough room in my bag but yeah first of all why the cop just drop you off at skyview come on dude well they had a lot of stuff going on that was also the other interesting thing. I was in the back of the car next to a canine the whole time. That, that, was, that was a little scary. Not because I did any, I don't have anything on me, but it was just like, it was intimidating. I was like, this thing could rip me to shreds. You know, we're talking about coyotes. How about a canine German shepherd? That thing could tear you up. It's like, does this guy got a bag of rocks? The dog's just like, 
<laughs> chirping into you. Oh yeah. Yeah, this poor guy that just spun out on the highway. Oh, he's actually got stuff on him. Well, let's let's tear him up. Yeah. That sucks, dude. I'm sorry. But it's it's all good. It's all good. Uh, hate to see that, but let's move into Michigan State football. First kick, noon, Spurs take on Rutgers. I believe they're like double digit favorites right now. I, I haven't really looked at the line yet, but like we said earlier. Just full-blown excitement. Full-blown excitement for this season. And I, I I don't know about you, but since it's been delayed a little bit and this would usually be the time you're in a thick of Big Ten play, I, th- I figured maybe I wouldn't be as fired up. But, I mean, I'm juiced. Well, yeah, what, what else can you do? I, it is, like, weird that – you know, it's an it's an all Big Ten schedule, and there's no there's no tune up games, and there's no like exciting, you know, games versus your Notre Dame's or Oregon's or whatever the case may be. But it's like we're here. This is what we're dealing with. We got Big Ten football, and it's here. So like, get fired up. The people who are still complaining about it, get out of my face. Yeah, and, and there's gonna be problems. There's gonna be, you're seeing in the yeah. SEC what's happening. Like, there's gonna get games canceled. Like, get into Michigan State schedule does not stand the way it looks now. But I still want a 10. It's a 10 for me. I, I'm chomping at the bit to watch this Michigan State team. And I, I think it's especially because Mel Tucker. I just want to see what this I, – I, I don't really have that much expectations of this team being great. But I am excited to see how they play under a new head coach for the first time in, what, 14 years? Since since 07. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, so. it's definitely a, it's a can't-lose situation the way that I see it because it's like Mel Tucker can come in here and have a great season and everyone's going to, you know, put them up on a pedestal and it's going to be great because it's going to be like, we're excited for the future here. He could also come in here and struggle a little bit in this first season. He gets a total pass for it as he should because of all the things that have happened with COVID and, and just his situation in general, you know, we've talked about that at length, just with D'Antonio stepping away so late and all this stuff and whatever you could go on for days about that kind of stuff, but it's just like, it's a can't lose situation as a Spartans fan because you just, you're, you are looking for improvement with the squad and everything, but I, this team's either going to pleasantly surprise you or they're, they're just going to be about, you know, average pedestrian, what we thought they'd be. And in either case, you can't really walk away from the season upset about anything. Are you on the side? Because I think there's two sides of Michigan state fans or they're either going to be really, really bad. Like, really, really bad. By the way, Henry Menegos, being a fantastic producer he is, dropped a line for the Rutgers team. Michigan State is minus 20 and a half. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. That is compelling. That is compelling. I don't know if MSU covers that. I'll tell you that. I I mean, that's a lot of points for an offense that hasn't done anything in, like, three years. But what if the Spartans do? Talk about a way to fire up the fans right away. 35 to 3, beat Rutgers by, by four scores. That'd be awesome. Yeah, the hype going into the Michigan game would be unsurmountable. But what's it called? Are are you on the side of the Michigan State fans? Who are like, ah, oh, this is just a rebuilding year. They're not gonna be. They're not gonna be that competitive against good teams. Or are you on the side? You're like, I, I think there's a decent amount of talent on this roster. New coaching staff. I don't think they're gonna win like six games, but I think they could make like cause some trouble. Like they they yeah. could give Michigan a game. Give Penn State maybe a game. I don't even yes. consider Ohio State because right. I think Ohio State's just so head and shoulders above the Big Ten this year. But or like they go on a little winning streak after the Michigan game. They don't beat Michigan. They they 
go out, beat Iowa, beat someone like that. I, I, I don't know if I'm on either side. I feel like I'm in the middle because I do think there's talent on this roster. I, I just, there's a lot of holes that this team needs to replace from last season. There absolutely is. And there's question marks. And we're going to get into all that as we go on. But like, as, as of those two choices, I definitely lean towards the second one that you talked about. I do think Michigan state is going to be solid and we can talk about record predictions in a bit, but yeah, I absolutely think they can give Michigan a game or beat Michigan. I think they can give Penn state a game. I think they're going to beat Indiana, Maryland, Northwestern. Not that those are like great teams, but it's just like, I think Michigan State, yeah, at least gets to the four-win mark. I really do. And I think they got a shot at five. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. I mean, we just talked about it right now. I think the win total is at like three and a half. Yeah. Hank could correct me. The optimist in me, I think they win three games for sure. I just do. Like, I, 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 like it's a lock. And then just percentage-wise, I would just take the over. Because, I, I yeah. like, they're going to have, like, a couple swings to get to the five one mark. I mean the four one mark. I just the thing I'm I just hold myself back because everyone's kind of talking about like the QB play, the O line. Like there's a lot of issues there. I if you're a mission safe fan, you should be more concerned about the defense. And, yeah. and I and I, I was gonna prompt this question. The defensive line unit this year is the most thin I've ever seen a mission state yep. defensive line unit in forever. Like even the John L days, like they, they got a couple of good players. Like I, I don't know if Ponishu officially reopted in. Someone to do a little fact check on that. And Naquan Jones is a pretty good defense alignment interior guy. Drew Beasley will be all right. I mean, yet Slate, yet a couple of guys who've been who've gotten some playing experience who have been fine. But there is just no depth there, at least from guys who have any experience playing Big Ten football. Yeah, I mean it's. I and think you, a lot and, of the, a lot and, of the, sorry, uh, you do. And you need to, if you want to compete in the Big Ten and you're playing a Michigan who historically has good offensive lines, Ohio State who just have beasts everywhere, Penn State beasts everywhere, Iowa great offensive lines. You need to have some sort of defensive line pressure. Very true. I mean, that that's kind of true across all football, but yeah, yes. especially when you're dealing with the Big Ten and like, you Wisconsin, know, yeah, like there's just yeah. every team usually at, I mean, there's five or six teams that have fantastic offensive lines every year. Yes. And it's a vertical, it's a vertical conference. So you definitely have to deal with that. I think, you know, this defense, a lot of the strength is going to come from like Simmons and the linebacking core, but I just don't know. I mean, Collins, you said it. There's, like, some guys with experience on the D-line, but I'm just not sure how much I trust them, you know. That's not yeah. a slight on them. It's just, like, we for years now. I mean, th- this isn't just specific to this season. It's, it's you know, during basically D'Antonio's whole regime, you've had great defensive linemen come uh, yeah. through here, and you just don't really have that this year on paper. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look here. I, I Yeah. What, what were you going to say? It would, it, that's like the one thing that would help if they released the depth chart because, I I mean, yes. there's a there's a lot of guys that have seen time or, or done, like Jack Camper, a guy who's been injury riddled his whole career, defensive end. Like, I don't know what type of scheme Mel Tucker's running because he just says cl- cliches every time in his press conference. I don't know if they're running a 4-3 or 3-4. So I, I, I don't know what they, like, they look up front. And like you said, uh, the strength is probably Antoine Simmons, who I think is – I think we can agree is the best football player on this team. Yes, he's just a, for he's sure. He's a flat-out beast. 
And Noah Harvey, a guy who stepped in for Joe Bocci late in the year, actually looked pretty good when mm-hmm. he got his playing time. I It's just – I think the front four on the defense side of the ball and the back four are just question marks. And, and you could say Xavier Henderson's probably the most talented player on this team. Is that I, he, You look at that body, you look at that talent, he could play at the next level. He's like sits too, he's jacked, he can run, he flies around. If he can put it together mentally, he could be a really good player. But other than that, everyone else is question marks. Yeah. You got to replace Josiah Scott, David Dowell. And, and I, I'm i not the biggest David Dowell. I, I was never the biggest David Dowell guy. He he was good. He would make big plays, big turnovers. But he struggled in run support. And he got beaten coverage a lot. And his brother, Michael Dowell, might have an opportunity to play here, yes. too. I was going to so say, I, we still have a Dowell. We still yes, have a Dowell. Yes. Shakur Brown, a guy who is really physical and a bigger dude and has the look of being a really good cornerback, but really didn't put it together. Trey Persons got thrown at cornerback the last couple of years. Hasn't looked great. There's been a lot of talk about him being a little bit better than he has been. It's just very, I I think those are such crucial positions and to have so much uncertainty there. it, It just, it gives me pause to like be like, okay, this team could win some games. Just on the offensive side of the ball, I might sound crazy. I think they're going to be able to move the football on the offensive side of the football. I do too. Just because that's what Tucker brings. That's what Tucker brings for you. It's not. It's not even. I think they're. This is crazy too. I think their offensive line is going to be good this year. Yeah, I mean, the last year you talk about all the guys who actually got reps, whether it was because of injury or what, but. How many different O line combinations were there last year? Some ridiculous. Like a million. Like they a never million. started the same unit or something like that. I mean, it's like it that that is insane over a nine game season. But yeah, Collins, I actually tend to agree with you. I think there's depth up there, and you know when you've got a running back room that's as deep as this one is, or at yeah. least you've got as many guys capable as the Spartans have, it's like that. That's just that's definitely something to at least look forward to because you can fall back on the run game. That's going to open up the passing game you know, regardless of who your quarterback is. Not to sound like a dumb sportscaster. It's like, if you can run the ball, that opens up everything else. This team really hasn't been able to run the football the last couple of years. That's, that's its, the thing. That's the secret. Because now if, if they can get anything going here this fall slash winter. Because, I mean, whoever they put at quarterback, I, I mean, it'd be Rocky Lombardi, Theo Day, Peyton Thorne. I think Peyton Thorne's probably the most naturally gifted passer. The other guys are more bigger athlete type of guys. I, I don't see them being able to pick apart defenses just throwing the football. So I, I, I don't know what they're going to look like offensively. That's something that's really excited to see what Jay Johnson does. If you watch any Colorado games, there's a lot of weird formations that they used last year. So I, I, I'm curious to see if they bring in any of that stuff, like really like tight wing T type of stuff. It's a little newer and fresher. But I, I just – I think this team's a four and four football team right on the dot. So we'll take the over. There's just so many questions marks and, and the one, and it's kind of odd that I have more confidence in the offense. And, and I think that has to do with, I, I think they have good weapons too. I think this team really does have good offensive weapons. You look at Trent Gillisley, you got Matt Dotson, who's coming off an Achilles and is ready to play somehow, which I mean, good for him. That had to be an yeah. unbelievable rehab. Uh, yeah. Travion Morgan, who hasn't even played yet for Madison, Ohio. You got Trey Mosley, who was a stud at them last year. I don't know what they're going to do with Julian Barnett. I think he probably is going to move back to the defensive side of the football. 
But the speedy nailer only played four games last year. And you got Jaden Reed, who's arguably what everyone says in camp is probably their most talented wide receiver. He hasn't played a snap. And like you said, that running back room with Brandon Wright, Elijah Collins, obviously the lead dog, and Anthony Williams is good. So, like, they have weapons. If the quarterback and offensive line, which is a big ask, are somewhat decent, they can move the football. I believe that. Well, and that's why having Rutgers first is such a gift, not a slight on Rutgers. Such a it, gift. It gives you a chance to like actually kind of feel out what's happening here. Like I mentioned earlier, what if the Spartans win like 35 to three or something crazy and cover this 20 and a half point spread? And it's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I still think at that point, 70% of Spartan nation is still going to be like, okay, jury's still out. We got to see, you know, we got to see him do it against Michigan or at least give Michigan a game here. Cause then, you know, if you get your socks knocked off by Michigan, then you're kind of sitting there like, okay, we really don't know. Now we got to go into the middle of the season and we'll maybe we'll figure some of this, figure some of this out here. Some of these question marks with, you know, the running back room and the, the offensive line and all that kind of stuff. I, I I think from my standpoint, when talking about that mission, you just can't get blown out. I mean, you can lose a mission this year and it'll be fine. That's what uh, I mean. La- you just got to give them a game. Cause last year, I mean, last year was unacceptable. Last year you hammered, basically gave up in the second half guys taking cheap shots at Michigan players. It was just not good. So in terms of that game, you got to show up a little bit there. And I think they will. But when you look at this QB room, I think this is the biggest question. We kind of talked about a little bit last week. I don't want the carousel during the season. I really don't. I think it's going to happen because we're not hearing a lot out of camp. I think if there was a dead set starter, they would be like, hey, Rocky's our guy right now. We're not moving him out. Like he, He's got every snap. He's been all the first team snaps. But uh, it seems like they're rotating these guys still through. So I... just pick a guy, please. Right. I, I would like to think that the rotation is because it's yeah, – and, and, and if he stinks, whoever stinks for two games, then rotate him out. Yes. Just don't, right. I don't do the mid-game thing. Or, like, if you're going to do the mid-game thing, don't go back and forth. You can't well, go back good, and forth. Right. Good just teams don't do that. Clear. Good teams it, don't do that. Yeah. Like, I think the last time Michigan State kind of did that is when they had Kirk Cousins and Keith Nichol. And Kirk Cousins won the job and was obviously, I, I mean, better. Keith Nichol's a, like a really big recruit. And when they would just kind of flip and flop, you just, you get no rhythm with the offense. Just yeah. absolutely no rhythm. And just a lot, you don't instill any confidence in your quarterback. No, and one of the most exciting things about college football is when your quarterback gets on a roll and, and, and you put together a string of two or three games or even like, two or three drives or something like that. But Collins, I'll, I'll close with this. I think, you know, going back to the defensive side of the ball real quick, I just think every time a new coach takes over and there's a new system, you have at least two or three guys who pop, who, who weren't really popping in the other system. And, you know, you look at a guy like Shakur Brown or, you know, I, I whatever, that, that someone's going to pop. And I'm just excited to see – that sounds so generic. But watch against Rutgers because I, I would say on defense there's going to be three or four guys maybe on the front four or in the secondary where you just kind of, all right, we got something here. And then well, – I, 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 With a little more confidence. You can argue Mission City has one of the best defensive staffs in the country. Because you got Mel Tucker. Yeah, Mel Tucker at head coach who's a defensive-minded coach. You have Scotty Hazleton coming from Kansas State. who's at North Dakota State forever who's very accomplished and did really yeah. nice since for Kansas State's defense. And then you got Harlan Barnett back at as a secondary coach. Guy literally was the D coordinator at Florida State and at Michigan State the last five years and has proven 
loved by the players. Yeah, Mike Tressel, who was the D coordinator for Michigan State the previous couple of years and did a decent job. Yeah. But like to have all the like Ron Burden, one of the best defensive line coaches in the country. Like they got a lot of cooks in the kitchens, but they're good cooks. Yeah. It's not it's not like we're we're just throwing something into the gumbo pot. They like it's flaming young coming out of that defensive but yeah that, that that's a great point Collins I didn't even think about that you've got definitely a, a well-respected defensive staff uh Scotty Hazleton I think is going to raise some eyebrows around this around this conference I think I I, that, I, I think the defense is a bigger question I'm more interested to see the defense in the offense because my expectations for the offense might be a little bit lower but like there's talent on the defensive side of the football still and I think we both agree on that, but I just, I, I just, I want to see what they run. And I, I might be mistaken. I don't remember what Kansas state ran under Scotty Hazleton. And I don't remember what Colorado ran when Mel Tucker was there, but I'm just like, do, do you have any idea if they're running three, four, four, three? Like he just says, we're going to play fast football. We're going to play relentless, which I love because I, because I'm a meatball sports fan and I love that stuff. But I mean, I'm interested. I'm just very, very, I, I can't, we're saying this a million times. I'm just so excited for not Saturday. I am too. And I will say this in, in closing about something that you just said as a sad lions fan, uh, please it, don't run a three, four, please, uh, please I hate three, at least four. run a four, three. That's all I ask Mel. If you're listening, I almost just said lamb again, Mel, please, 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 please run a four, three. I'll say this. I swear to God, the Patriots are the only people who have ran to four, three, four. Well, I could be wrong. I, I, I don't probably am I wrong. Team. Yeah, I, probably, I, I don't know. So, I don't know. That was some Michigan State football talk. God, it feels so good talking about that. It does. That's and so I'm good. I'm excited to have some, you know, game material to talk about as well. Um, it is this. It is it. I am so happy. Because, I mean, Green and White Report, it's made for Michigan State sports. And, and that's Which your we're finally about to have. We're finally yeah. about to have it. Yes, you know? it, it's so. It's. Uh, I'm so happy. The three of us took the reins here. We haven't really had a whole lot of Michigan State sports. Yes. So this is my really heart is full. My heart is very full talking about Spartan football right now. A full but, heart for Collins is a full heart for East Lansing. Yes. I guess I don't know. Understand how that. <laughs> I, okay. You're the heart and soul of the city. That's what I'm trying yeah. to. Yeah. Eh, I don't know about that, but. Okay, a little MLB talk. Have you guys been watching? I know you guys yeah. are not the biggest MLB guys, all right? No, I, I I've been watching. Uh, my dad's a huge MLB playoffs guy, so I we we have fun with it. So so, are the Astros gonna do it? Dude, I just have a feeling that karma's gonna bite them in the ass. I don't know. I just do. But it looks yeah. like yeah. To answer your question, honestly, yeah, probably. And it's gonna be a great story. It's it's gonna be a story I don't like, but it is gonna make for a great story and a great thirty for thirty someday. You know that the cheaters won after getting busted. That'd be unreal. I, I mean, so anyone who doesn't know hasn't been following. Tampa Bay Rays went up three and on the series. Series, excuse me, and Astros came right back, won three straight. I believe Game Seven is Saturday night, so I mean we're probably late to this. So when you're listening to this on Sunday morning. You're like, you already know what happened. We sound like idiots. But for someone talking about this on Saturday morning, it would just be laugh out loud funny if the Houston Astros came back from a 3-0 lead 
in the ALCS, 3-0 deficit, win that, win the World Series, and just shove it up everyone's face. It would be unbelievable. And I no, know we talked we talked about this last week. I would love it. You would hate it. I would hate it because I don't respect them at all. But I will say this. It like I like I said, I repeat, it would be a story that I don't necessarily like, but one hell of a story. Like, when does anything like this ever happen? You know, I I mean Never. I guess A Rod a little bit, you know, got busted and then whatever. I I can't think of anything else. It's unbelievable how much people like A Rod now. Oh, it's all because of James. He was like the most hated person ever like, I know. in sports. I, and not that like long the, ago either. Not that long ago. And everyone loves him now. And I love him. I love A-Rod. Oh, I used to hate is. A-Rod. I will say this. He's great on TV. and Fantastic. I think Jennifer Lopez helps him in the mom demographic. You know, he's definitely <laughs> he's well-liked. He's well-liked. The mom's like, oh, J-Lo and A-Rod, so cute. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the most popular. How did A-Rod get J-Lo? Seems like a way. I don't know, dude. Yeah, J-Lo, J-Lo's got everything. And A-Rod, I mean, brother guy, good-looking cat, made a ton of money. Seems yeah. like a wet blanket, even though he's unreal on TV. He's unreal on TV. No, he does seem like a ah, – okay, I don't want to – Kind of boring. I don't want to slander A-Rod's name here. But. I'm not slander. I'm just saying he seems kind of boring. Just saying. Yeah, he, I don't know how he keeps up with J-Lo. Just saying. Whatever. You said, you said good-looking cat made a bunch of money. I mean – that's One yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had that, he had two of the biggest contracts in professional sports history, so that's probably why. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I, I as if I sound depressed right now, because the next question about the prompt about the MLB is making me very sad. So the Dodgers, they win last night, three to two in the series as they play Saturday. So the series could be over when our listeners listen to this, but if they don't get it done this year, like this whole Clayton Kershaw run, I saw Chris Castellani tweet this out. Everyone gives the Tigers crap for not getting it done. This is if the Dodgers don't get it done in the next couple of years, all time like this will be an all time team you talk about, like the '90s Braves. I know the '90s Braves got one, but they shut. I mean, like you had the best pitching staff maybe ever, and you won one World Series, and like the Tigers in the 2010s didn't get any. So like. I, I, I don't know if I would rather be a Tigers fan from the 2010s that have it slip away or be the Dodgers fan right now just watching it slip away. Like, it, 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 yeah. I can't imagine being a Dodgers fan. Well, it we is kind of only pain. You win like you win 120 games like a year and then you get to the playoffs, look great in NLDS. Get to the NLCS, eh, just whatever, move on. World Series, lose. So like they, I think they've been in the NLCS. Like it's got to be like six straight years. Yeah, I mean they have won their division every year since 2013. That's insane. Um, yeah, I know. So to answer your question, like, would it be worse than the Tiger? Like, it's way worse. It's not. I. It, it I, has to be because here's the thing: we were Tigers fans, right? We watched that oh team with our own two eyes, and so I love that. Team. I love that team. It was so good. But let's tell it how it is. That team made one World Series. Yes, they got swept, and they made the ALCS three times in that era uh i believe yes so 13 for sure i don't know if it was after that they went to the they played boston alcs yes they played new york and alcs i don't think they played boston twice they played them one i don't know i think they might i think they played the rangers in alcs one year Okay. Anyways, point being you know the, the dodgers have been to two of the last three world series and you know 
like you said, NLCS, I, we, we'd have to get the numbers up, but like the last six, five, six years, it seems like. It's like they're Clayton, at, Clayton yeah. Kershaw, poor guy. I, I, I love Clayton Kershaw, dude. I do. That's efforts run. Only reason I like him, but I, it's, it, it's, it's unreal. The discrepancy between him and the regular season and the playoffs. It's gotta be just, Sucks. it's gotta be just bad juju. I don't know how else you describe it at this point. He's not that great in the playoffs. But, I will say this. I will be pulling for the Dodgers tonight for all the reasons you just laid out. Heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. I feel bad for them. I do feel bad for them. They're not a poor franchise, so I'm not going to sit here and act like it's like the Los Angeles Clippers losing in the second round again, all that stuff. It's not like that because the Dodgers have their championships and they have their all-time greats and they have their pantheon, you know, milestones and everything. But let's just – Let's have a little sympathy for the team that's been there six years in a row and can't get it done. I feel really bad for them. And I hope they win tonight when our listeners are listening to this and we, we're getting ready to watch a game seven. I like the Braves too, man. Braves are I, – I just wanted to bring up the Dodgers because heartbreak after heartbreak. I know you're an L.A. fan. You just had the Lakers win, like whatever. Probably care less what happens in baseball. I feel like that's – I don't know. I feel like the Dodgers are pretty big out in L.A. I don't – feel like yeah. that's the second biggest team out there. But seems like it. They're so good. They're so stacked. And for them not to get this done, I, I got a feeling they, they they come back in this series. But if they don't, I mean for them not to win a World Series, I think they're a top five team. But like one of those teams you talked about in the next 20 years, like the best team to never win one. I think they're in that discussion. Because they they are they have like Tor- Cody Bellinger is hitting in the sit spot. He won the NL MVP, I think, last year. Yeah, like, I, I can't disagree with you. Like the, that, that's the, preposterous. The Tigers thing was the, it was the All Star pitching staff. It was the bull, not the bullpen. And he had the best hitter in baseball. And the best hitter in baseball, and you know, obviously Prince Fielder as well. And 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 oh, Prince for, for a sec there. Obviously, not the World Series year. Vmart wasn't there, but it, and in the middle infield with with you know Iglesias and. It was just – it was a fun team. That's that's it. Oh, it makes me sad. I love Tigers baseball so much, and they just broke my heart year after year. As, as I do still, I. I still hate Shane Vittorino. I still hate Shane Vittorino. I still hate – I don't hate David Ortiz for some reason. I think I hate jo- Joaquin Benoit more. I hate Mike Napoli. Dustin I hate Petroleum. Nelson Cruz. I hate Jabba Chamberlain. There's a lot of guys on my list after that Tigers run. That 2014 ALDS against the Orioles might be worse than anything else. That, well, yeah, because the expectations were still there, and at that point we added J.D. Martinez and, and all and, that stuff. Yeah, David Price. And, like, and the whole thing was just – we went all uh, in. Push and it just was ugly. We just, let's, let's talk about football. I can't <laughs> do this. I, Hank, how do we do in the pit, Tom? Hey, I got I, – I'm springing something on you here right now. Uh, I'm, I'm going to do uh, – we'll see what you guys think about this. Surprise segment today. What if you guys like it? We'll we'll keep doing it. It's gonna be uh, my team. My <laughs> I know you guys don't like fantasy football that much. My team's zero and five. So my my proposed new segment is uh help Hank's fantasy football team win. Okay, I don't hate it. Like I, don't, it. I don't hate it. But I think I people will like it. I'll ask you one question. I'll ask you one question today. I'm one and four in my lead. So everything I say, take it with a grain of salt. I am also one and four, which means combined we are. What is that? Nine thirteen. We're two and thirteen. As there a- we go. <laughs> it's not great. All right. It's well, horrible, actually. So you, yeah. Anybody listening can take this at fantasy advice with the grain of salt. Uh, yeah, my seriously. Question, seriously. My question no. for this week: Will Fuller 
playing against the Tennessee Titans. You start him. What are your uh, other options? I could go with Amari Cooper. Who's Amari got? Co- I would go start with Amari Cooper. Start Amari Cooper. Okay, here's here's another interesting one for you. AJ Brown, just coming back off injury. Dude, get, tell me, okay, Hank, I need the, the full context of your wide receiver depth for me to make this decision. <laughs> Can't just say names and then be like, should I start them? Right. See, we gotta, maybe we got to think about this segment a little bit better. But No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Who are your wide receivers and who, who, who are you starting? All right, well, I've been starting Cooper. Just put him on the bench. Uh, I got Wolf Fuller up there right now. Justin Jefferson's been playing good. A.J. Brown just came back from injury. Um, I just traded for CD lamb this week. Also, how many wide receivers do you have? I have a lot of good wide receivers. That's the thing. Uh, I would, if I don't know if AJ Brown's playing this week, I think he got re-injured. Am I wrong? No, he's playing. Yeah. He just I would play AJ Brown because they targeted him a lot. Just saying that he's only played two games this year. You're going to see. Yeah. I, I, I would play AJ Brown, Cooper, just Cooper had a really bad week last week and Justin Jefferson. All right. Yeah, I I would stay away from C.D. Lamb only because I think with Andy Dalton in there, he's going to trust Amari Cooper a little bit more because you know his ass is on the line a little bit. Um, yeah, I'd go A.J. Brown, Amari Cooper. I don't know. Will Fuller though. I mean, that's really all they got at this point in in, in Houston. But that's a bad team. I think that's it's more cool. about it's more about Deshaun. Yeah, that's know? true. And I hate starting Will Fuller. I really do. He's so hit or miss. But. Dude's been going off the last like three weeks, so it's yeah, tough. To... He is all they got, so I, I yeah, I guess you can't go wrong. All right, there it was. Help Hank's good, fantasy football team. Well, good segment. Good nice segment. Little, nice little two three minute segment. Yeah, we'll, we'll learn how we'll learn how to format a little better maybe in the future. But yeah, on to the picks. Collins, you had a great week last week. I can't lie to you, man. Probably the, the best week, you know, since we started above five hundred now. You were I am. I am you were I am falling off week. the wagon. I am yeah. completely falling off the wagon on my face. TB tough luck. He was five and eight. So that brings the total for Collins up to 28, 24, and three. There Just you go. Jumped over 500 for the first time. And I'm up TB, units. I'm a sharp. People call me a sharp. You're, you're sinking down to 22, 30, and three. So here we are. That's not good. Love but guess it. what? I'm, I'm going. How many games are there this week? I think there's a few more because there's like some COVID rescheduled or something. Right. That's that's why I'm asking. Nothing's for sure in 2020. I, I can't just throw out the usual number. Whatever. I'm going. I'm going undefeated this week. Here we go. Let's let's do it. Oh wow. All right. Love that. Love that energy. First game, Texans Titans. Titans favored three and a half. Uh, I like the Texans here. Fired Bill O'Brien. Got Romeo Cornell. I mean, it's not like a permanent thing, but I feel like it's. A, in sports and especially college football and pro football, when you fire your head coach, you have like a three week or four week kind of like, you're like, Oh, we don't have to deal with this idiot anymore. Here we yep. go. Like we're, we're going to fire on all cylinders and Tennessee looked really good against Buffalo. I think they have a little letdown game here. Yeah. Uh, the Titans rolled Buffalo uh, just running it with Derrick Henry and doing check downs with Ryan Tannehill. I don't think they even got another full bag of tricks that we saw last year. I'm, I'm just going to pick the Titans to keep rolling because the Texans are a bad team. Deshaun Watson could totally put this team on his back and cover the line, but I'll take the Titans. Next game, got Bengals traveling to play the Colts. Colts favored seven and a half. Bengals. Love the Bengals this week. Plus seven, seven and a half is too much. Colts, I mean, Colts defense is legit. They're pretty good. I, I bet it's a low-scoring game. I don't think Phil Rivers can put up big, big numbers. 
to win a double-digit game. Yep, I've been picking against the Colts, I think, every week, with the exception of last week against the Browns. Um, I sh- I, I, yeah, I think seven and a half's a lot. I think Joe Burrow covers it. Cincy. Next game, Falcons travel play the Vikings. Vikings favored minus four. Skull Vikes. Vikings all-time collapse Hank last weekend, all-time on Sunday Night Football. By the way, right decision, right decision from Mike Zimmer. Maybe just a terrible play call when you have fourth and inches and you just don't QB sneak. But I guess, I mean, they were running it down their throat. Uh, Vikings minus four. I, I feel like the Vikings roll. Like, they win by, like, 20. And, and I know the Felton's fired Dan Quinn, and I, my logic for the Texans was different. I, I just think the Felton's have, like, given up. And I think there's a little left in the tank for the Vikings. Give me the Vikings minus four. I don't trust the Vikings defense, but I do trust Mike Zimmer. But I will say, I think Julio Jones is questionable. Is he going to play? I think he's supposed to play this week. Supposed to play. I'll take Atlanta. Fired Dan Quinn. I'll take Atlanta to at least cover the spread here. I think it could be another one, another another Vikings game similar to last week. Comes down to the final play or two. But um, my heart is saying Falcons. Head is saying Vikings. I'm going to go with the heart. <laughs> well, How do you like that logic? That's pretty good. I, I don't know why your heart is going – whatever. By the way, I probably should have done this for what made me mad this week. Alexander Madison, dude played phenomenal, by the way. But the hole was there. He did – you got to bounce it outside. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Anyways. It was not good running by the Boise State alum. Yeah. Anyways, Broncos, Patriots, Patriots favored nine. Uh, give me the Patriots. It's a weird number. I think Drew Locke is back this week. So – I mean, the Broncos might be a little bit more competent, but I like the Patriots here, especially once they get Stephon Gilmore and Cam Newton back in the lineup. Yeah, well, Cam Newton's back, right? Yep. Yeah, Cam Newton's back. Patriots roll. Patriots win big. Next game, we got the Washington football team traveling to play the Giants. Giants favored, minus three. Uh, I love Washington. I like Washington money line here. I don't know who they start at quarterback. I was really confused. Did Kyle Allen get hurt? Last week, so they put in Alex Smith, or did they bench him? I think they benched him because he didn't even play that bad. I thought. Yeah, I think it was more of a sentimental thing with Alex Smith. As dumb as that sounds, but it, it yeah. It was, it, by the way, that was a great little feel-good story. Yes, it was. I mean, I was nervous the whole time when I saw Aaron Donald go near his leg, but I, I just like Washington here. I don't think New York's not good at all. I I'm still on a Danny Dimes train. I still like Daniel Jones. But, like, they are just not that good. And I think, what, as crazy as this sounds, I think Washington's a better coach team with Ron Rivera. Yeah, and, and the Giants are just a dumpster fire, for lack of a better term, or two terms. I, I would just, yeah, I'm going to take Ron Rivera to outcoach. And, and, and whoever is that quarterback, doesn't matter to me. By the way, did you guys see Dwayne Haskins is in, like, the on the trade block? Yeah, dude, I don't know what happened there. That is so weird. That's just that's just weird. I get it because you got a new coach coming in. He doesn't really buy in. You know, we saw it with Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Josh Rosen, but it's still just a little weird. But whatever. I- I'll take Washington as well. Go football team. Next game, right? Ravens favored nine and a half over the Eagles. Uh, Eagles. I-, I-, I not a lot of explanation. I just I. The Ravens are a cover machine with these big lines, and they usually blow out bad teams. I just I, – I think they're due to have a little slow, sleepy game. I, I think the Eagles cover nine and a half. 
Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of points, too. So but the I'm, Ravens cover those big numbers, like, every time. Yeah, it's it's Carson Wentz and, and Doug Peterson. I'll, I'll take the Eagles to cover. I think the Ravens could win. But the Ravens are not the, the machine they were last year. At least Lamar Jackson isn't. His numbers are very yeah, – They still win by, like, fit. There's – they're not – it's not even a game in the fourth quarter unless they're playing the Chiefs. Like, that's it doesn't – yeah. That's that defense true. is really good for the Ravens, too. But like you said, Collins, these are a lot of points, and Philly has a history of covering these lines, so I will take the Eagles to cover as well. Next game, Browns travel to play the Steelers. Steelers favored minus three and a half. I think this is probably the biggest game of the week for me, at least. As a, I mean, Browns, Browns, Steelers, sort of a rivalry. It like is, but it's not because Browns stink. But like I mean, Packers. Yeah, we just hate them, and they're just like okay. <laughs> Seriously, that's how it goes. But uh, uh, well, give me the Browns. Steelers really haven't played anyone. I, I, I think the, I mean, I don't think the Steelers are bad or anything. I just don't think they've played anyone. I think the Browns are pretty solid on both sides of the football. Give me the Browns. Yeah, that was my take. Miles Garrett's playing great. The Browns seem to have unlocked their little. I, I still don't buy into Baker Mayfield. But do you the think Browns... something happens this week with Garrett and the Steelers? No, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be. I think it'll be fine. He's a class act. He's not really about that. Maybe the Steelers might. He's might. a class act. He took <laughs> off his helmet and tried to murder a guy in the field. <laughs> I guess I'll die on that sword. But I will say this. The Browns, I seriously think they've unlocked their, their formula to win. I don't, I don't necessarily see them as like a juggernaut. Uh, that division, by the way, it, the Browns are 4-1 and one are, and are in third place. I mean, that's pretty, that's that's pretty great. Division. That division is very good. Plus, you know, the, the Bengals are the worst team, and they at least have an exciting young quarterback. But. Yeah, I like the Browns. I like the Browns to win. Like you said, Steelers haven't played anybody, and the Browns are just going to run it down their throat. And not, now, the Steelers do have a very good defense, and I, I will, I'll give them that. So this could be a good game. Keep your eyes on it, but I think the Browns win. Cover. Miles Garrett, he's a class act. Yeah, no one's ever said that, Trump. <laughs> that might be one of my worst little slip-ups uh, ever. But you know what I'm saying. Class act. Uh... took care of it in the aftermath very well. Did he? I don't know. Let's just move on. Yeah. Oh, my God. This game, Bears, Panthers. Panthers favored, minus one and a half. Panthers. I, I, I'm i all in on Teddy. And I just don't think – the Bears really – the Bears aren't good. They're just not – Panthers like, easy. Panthers easy. The Bears stink. They're the worst 4-1 and one team in NFL history. Look it up. They got – Who they no beat down. last week? Were they on bye, or who did they beat last week, the Bears? Um, Patriots. Or, sorry, the Bucks. Tom Brady. The Bucks, yeah. No. Yes. On Thursday they, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On Thursday night, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Bears are good. Fourth it's fourth down, by the way. It's fourth down. That meme's pretty good. I kind of like it. Jets, Dolphins, minus nine and a half. Or, sorry, Dolphins are minus nine and a half. I'm a, my, one of my hot takes this year is that the Jets were going to be good. They're the worst team in football by like a mile. They're the worst coach in football by a mile. And guess what? I still like the Jets for some reason. Sam Darnold guy threw it through. I don't even know if he's playing. It might be Flacco. J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 covering nine and a half, and that's Miami Dolphins. Yeah, this is a weird line. I think this just speaks to how bad Vegas thinks the Jets are. Which Jets is are so weird. bad. I mean, the Dolphins very- aren't bad. I mean, the Dolphins hammered, hammered the 49ers last week. Yeah, but the 49ers are, are- – a wounded animal. So I don't speak. know. Eh. I whatever. I you're you're right. You're right. The Dolphins are kind of hot and cold, but I think overall they're, they're just a bad team. I don't know why this line is so big. So I'll take the Jets to cover as well. I think the Jets lose on the, on the road to zero and sixteen. But um, 
but they definitely cover nine and a half, right? I mean, that's a yeah. big. Give me Game Sam Donald. Game of the week: Packers favored one point over the Bucks. Pack. I just I, I can't bet against the Packers right now. They're so good. They're so they're so good on the offensive side of the football, and they have really good talent on the defensive side of the ball. Unlike the talent they've, I think they've ever had with Rodgers, like maybe in his early years when they had Clay Matthews and like AJ Hawk, and they were really getting after a quarterback. But Sedarius Smith, I mean, their cornerbacks are really good. They got a good defense. Like this offense is borderline unstoppable, and their defense is pretty solid. So I like the pack. Yeah, Collins and I have talked about how uh, the, the Packers seem to be the all-around best team in football. Obviously, like the Seahawks are rolling with Russell Wilson on his MVP tear and everything like that. But I just think overall the Packers look like the best team in football. I disqualify myself from picking this. I'm going to do it, obviously, for the record. I'm going to pick the Packers. But I'll be rooting like hell for the Buccaneers. But I also dislike Tom Brady. So this will be an interesting game to watch. I it's actually... a win-win scenario, Trent. What's up? It's a win-win scenario. One of the team loses. It is a win-win scenario, but it's never a win-win scenario when one of those teams is the Packers because I will always pick the other team regardless. So that's that on that. Respect. I hate the Packers. They stink, even though yeah. they're so good at football. Sunday night game. Rams favored three points over the 49ers. I feel like the 49ers wake up here. I, I, I And the Rams – I like the Rams this year. I think the Rams are a contender in NFC. But I, I just think the 49ers wake up. I don't. I a little bit of a hangover after that Sunday night loss against the Eagles. I think to Miami. I think they wake up this week and get it back going. Jared Goff, Sean McVay seem to be back to their 2018 ways. Uh, even though no Todd Gurley, I just think they've made the system work. Defense looks pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I mean it's weird because the 49ers. Yeah, they've just been snoozing through the season up until this point. There's a lot going on there with, like, Jimmy G. They're talking about this, they might bench him again and all that stuff. I don't trust CJ Beathard. How about that? <laughs> Give me L.A. Oh, yeah. All right. So, next game, we got the Monday night game. Kansas City's favorite five points over the Bills. KC by a million. Bad showing last week. I think the Bills will play tough. I, I think KC wins by a million, like by a million this week. I will say this, this is going to be a horrible pick for my, for my, my, my record and my uh, reputation here. I'm going to pick the bills to cover. I don't know if they'll win the game. I think I say that every time the line is within five points. Yes. I I, I just do. I love Josh Allen. I love the bills right now. I do too. I like the the bills. Really? The chiefs definitely are still great. They're going to win their division. They're probably going to win the AFC, but I just think they don't look quite as good as they did last year. And the Bills have taken such a leap. I think Josh Allen is averaging 100-plus more yards passing per game than he did last season. They're just airing it out. And I think they could take advantage of the Chiefs' secondary. So, I like I like the Bills. I just do. Call me crazy. we got two Monday Nighters this week, too. That's right. Second Monday Night game. Cardinals favored one-and-a-half points over the Dakless Cowboys. Uh, I don't get this line. I think the Cardinals are going to roll, especially since – the Dallas defense is not good. And I don't think Andy Dalton has the capabilities that dad pressed up does to keep them in the game. So I, I, I like Cardinals pretty convincing. I think this, I think Vegas is trying to trick you here. I, I, I think I would take Cardinals minus three probably too. Well, 
I have this weird thing about teams getting inspired when something like that happens to Dak Prescott. And and Andy Dalton actually looked like an elite quarterback for like a quarter. It was kind of he's funny. He's not bad. He's not no, bad. No, no, he's not bad. He's definitely serviceable. But I've also been in the camp all along that I don't think Dak Prescott is that good. Like I don't think he's worth the money that they want that he wanted and whatnot. So uh, I think the Cowboys give him a game, but yeah, the Cardinals cover it. It's only one and a half. All right, and now for the Lions, favorite three points over the one and four Jaguars. I, uh, Jaguars money line. I just think this Lions defense is so bad, and it pains me to say this. It pains me. I will be rooting like hell for this Detroit Lions team. Guess what? They're going to lose this week. They're going to lose. They are going to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then Patricia hopefully gets fired. I will say this. I said this on the Motown Rundown. I will say it again here on the Green and White Report on this beautiful Sunday morning. If the Lions do lose to the Jaguars, I will guarantee Matt Patricia gets fired on Doubt Monday. It. Doubt it. I, I will sit right here and call myself an idiot if it doesn't happen, which I call myself an idiot all the time anyway, so there's no shame. Yeah. There's nothing for me to lose here. But I'm just saying, I really think if you start one and four and you lose to that Jaguars team, with with uh what's his face Gardner Minshew at at quarterback Minshew mania yeah who the fans love but he's not that good of a quarterback I and- I kind of like Minshew I think he's that's why I I actually think Minshew will have a big week this week that's why I think they're gonna beat well, the Lions he is playing the Lions defense so I could see that happening I I, I have to pick the Lions here because I need the Lions to win this game so I can at least go through one more week of my life hoping that maybe the Lions will do something. But, yes, Collins, we talked at length last Tuesday recording Moton Rundown. It's just – it's probably – you're right. But I'm going to pick the Lions. I'm going to I'll say the this. Take the over. That's my pick in this game because I think both teams are going to score at will. Okay. There we go. Good, good week of the pick. Let's go, Stafford. Fire up. I love Big Staff. He's – Have to. By the uh, way, Collins, I can't wait. I can't wait till he wins the Super Bowl in another jersey. It's going to be so fun. It'll be so fun to watch. I can't take that. I can't. I won't be able to take it. I'll be rooting for him, of course, but it'll it'll just be like uh, it'll be so bittersweet. Slap in the face, backhanded slap to the Lions organization. Hank, thank you for putting one pride as my pick instead of the Lions. Yeah, and the doubt. Yeah, that is a nice. I put I put one pride like before we even started recording this episode. Like I, you know, I just knew. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just knew you just knew where I was going with it. That's a perpetual one pride, by the way. So it'll be there next week. By the way, Collins, did you see that J. Ron Curse thinks the Lions are going six and three? He thinks they're winning five in a row here. Who he's even is that? <laughs> he's a safety. Does he play? Uh, he was the guy who was suspended for the first three games. So he played against the Saints in his first Lions debut. Okay. Hey, more sir, I mean, Hank, you remember J. Ron Curse? Came from the Vikes. Yep. Special teams guy. Is he guy. good? Is he good? Yeah. He's a special teams guy, really. I mean, I think he. Yeah, so I, okay, yeah, man. Cool. Five and three, whatever, uh, six and three, whatever you think. Relax, dude. Just win one game against Jacksonville. Whatever. Can't, I, 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 the Lions just worked me up so much. I hate the Lions. I hate the Lions. I hate the Lions, but I love them so much. It just has a, such a downward effect on my life. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong, man. Okay. <sighs> one pride, though. Forward down the field. Always logo over everything. Whoever's the coach, whoever's the owner, whatever, it doesn't matter. Always the logo. One pride. One pride. That's a do it for us. On a week. Yes. Yes. Fired up here. Yes. Bid, bid Saturday. But that's a do it for us for the Dream White Report. Ryan Collins, 
Trent Bally, Henry Menegos. Follow us on social media platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. If you didn't get to catch us the full episode live, go back to those platforms and find our podcast at a green and white report. It should be their own little file. Has all of our podcasts and all of our radio shows from the last like month or two if you want to catch up and keep following with us. And, and like we said last week, we have not decided yet about the new programming time because we do want to talk reaction about Michigan State football. Yes. We're, Follow, we're, stay tuned. Stay tuned to the Twitter. We will update everybody on when yes. we will be airing. Because we we it's just a must. We can't we we can record on Saturday when there's no Michigan State sports going on, but if Michigan State's playing on Saturday and we're just recording before that. That's a stupid. That's a it's just pl- it's flat out stupid. Right. So we're, we're gonna figure that out and uh, yeah, check the Twitter. We'll figure that out. But thank you for listening this week. Hope to see you guys next week. You have been listening to the Green and White Report on WDBM. For all your sports news and notes, go to impact89fm.org/sports. <laughs>